game. Blouses. Gallon Chuck. Disaster. Uh, forget it. Disaster. Well, I mean, I'm no doctor. We now join America's most popular show already in progress. Everybody loves Mitch and Sean. You guys are the greatest duo. Fantastic. That team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. of the uh, Post Game Pines podcast, Mitch Gallo, Sean Campbell, proud to be brought to you by LaBrosse. As you can see right here in my hands, I have a wonderful Angry Gallo Ale, Campbell with his play-by-play IPA, and this podcast would not be possible if not for the lovely people at LaBrosse. What's going on, Sean? Uh, Not much, just uh, another day, another Campbell play-by-play IPA. That's what the doctor says all the time. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so what do you want to get to on the podcast today? Because I know you want to do things a little bit differently. Yeah, I just thought, why don't we just start off with one little quick topic. And I know that uh, it's been a while, and we will see Angry Gallo a little later on. But uh, Cole Caulfield has made his debut with the Laval Rocket. And Cole Caulfield has been one of the hottest topics with the Montreal Canadiens and Montreal fans ever. So I just thought maybe we can kind of discuss... Who is Cole Caulfield going to be? Now, we don't know, but we like to project. We like to do bold predictions. We like to try and figure out how he's he's going to be able to uh, transition his game, which was dominant with the uh, under-18 national team and was dominant with Wisconsin as a pure goal scorer. And he is the, you know, highest-touted prospect within the Montreal Canadiens organization. What kind of goal scorer do you think he will be in the National Hockey League? Are we talking about the next 50 goal scorer in the National Hockey League? Are we talking about a guy that's going to score 20 per season for 10 years? That's something that not many NHLers can do. Where does Cole Caulfield fit in when it comes to goal scoring? Sean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of people telling me that I need to temper expectations and and not project too highly, and you got to manage things. Enough. Enough of that. You do that with me on Nick Suzuki all the time. Yeah, because I think you're overshooting him. I don't don't think I'm going to do that with with Cole Caulfield. Look, 50 is a big number in the NHL now, so I'm not going to go as far as to say he's going to be a 50-goal scorer. Uh, There's like three of them in the entire league, so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to put him in that class. But 40 goals, I think, is completely – in the realm of possibility. And I'm going to look no further than the guy that everybody's comparing him to. Everybody's saying Alex DeBrinkett was able to score with Erie. Nobody knew if it was going to translate. Then the next thing you know, he's with the Chicago Blackhawks. And guess what? He hit 41 in a season. I realize that he has Patrick Kane getting him the puck and the Canadians don't currently have a Patrick Kane. In your mind, maybe Suzuki is eventually going to be as good as Patrick Kane because that's how highly You've been projecting Nick Suzuki. What I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to guarantee it. Cole Caulfield in his NHL career will have 
a 40 goal season. I'm tired of it, Sean. I'm tired of needing to lessen the expectations. No, 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 no. He scored almost a goal per game with Wisconsin. I'm not going to temper the expectations. I'm going to raise them. I'm going to set the bar high. 40 is a high mark. And we haven't seen a Canadians player do that in quite some time. Cole Caulfield will be the next 40 goal scorer for the Habs. Yeah. Look, I, I, I can't go that high. I can't Mitch. I can't go as high as 40. And in today's NHL, I think size matters. And I understand that there are players like DeBrinket that has put up 41 with Patrick Kane, a very special player, not just an ordinary player, but a very special player. One of the top playmaking wingers ever in Patrick Kane and of his generation. I, I, I just think that he's going to be a 30 goal score. I think 35 might be even a little high for him. And that is let's, let's, let's be honest here, Mitch. There's a handful of hawk of NHL players that get 35 a season. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I can't like, I think you and I are on the same page where you can see the one timer. It's beautiful. Uh, he sets up kind of where Ovechkin does. He can kind of get a better angle on the lower. Like, there's no way this kid is Ovechkin. And Ovechkin he knows how to is, score. He knows yeah, how to he, score, though. But there's no way he's Ovechkin. Okay, of so not. we and, and I know you didn't say that, and I'm saying that he's not. So we dial yeah, it down. Gonna, I said he's going to once maybe hit 40 goals in a season, not become the greatest goal scorer of all time. Like, no, so I, I know you didn't say that. So I'm just saying this is where I'm making that expectation. Then you get to that next level of goal score in the national hockey league, right? You can get into the uh, Connor McDavid, the Austin Matthews, right? They're, they're at that next level. I think that there's uh, probably what, 10, 15 players in that next level underneath. And I know Ovechkin's only at 20 of these guys are higher and probably Austin Matthews at the top of the game when it comes to goal scoring in the national hockey league now, but I think you're coming down to another level. And I don't think Cole Caulfield can get into that top 15 of goal scores. I think he's in that third tier. That third tier are 30 to 35 goal scorers. I don't, you know, that second tier is what you're talking about in the 45. I think he will pan out as a goal scorer in the National Hockey League in that third tier. There's one, maybe two, Matthews, Ovechkin, and if you want to put in uh, McDavid in it, then you have a group of 10 to 15 goal scorers. I think we could put even uh, Pasternak into there, uh, you know, um, Leon Dreisaitl. It, It just... It, it trickles down. And then there's that group of 20 to 30, 30 goal scores across the national hockey league. Some guys have big seasons. Some guys don't, but you know, consistently, I think that's exactly where Cole Caulfield lands in the 30 to 35 range. I think 40 you're shooting way too high for a guy. I, I know that he has, and it's his best asset is scoring goals, but I, I don't know if he has the asset to score goals every single which way. I think that there's certain ways he knows how to score goals and it will take him a while to establish that. And then when he does establish that, he will do that at an elite level. And I'm, I'm not taking any, you know, I'm not taking any way by saying he, I think he could be a 30 goal. Well, I don't scorer. think you're, I don't think you're insulting somebody to say that he's a 30 to 35 hmm. goal scorer. You're it just, just sounds that way because you said he was me. a, f- yeah. It just, cause you said he was hey, a 40. Look, if the Brinkett can do it, Caulfield can do it. Yes, there's no, there's no with Patrick Kane. Okay, but here's the thing. Everybody said that when Cole Caulfield was with the U.S. development uh, program, Mm -hmm. he's getting all his goals because he's playing with Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes Mm -hmm. is the top pick in the draft, and that's why Cole Caulfield's able to score so much. And guess what? As soon as Jack Hughes left the program to go play with the New Jersey Devils, Caulfield's goal totals actually went higher. 
All right. And, and he exceeded expectations at Wisconsin. I know that Debrinket has Patrick Kane. However, Debrinket scored a lot of goals before he ever met Patrick Kane when he played in the Ontario Hockey League. Yeah, no, and he I definitely see the did. Progression being, I see the progression being the same thing. And the reason I bring up Debrinket is because you mentioned maybe Caulfield doesn't know how to score in a bunch of different ways, and he's limited with the ways he can score. There's no difference with Debrinket, and Debrinket was able to hit 41. I don't see why at some point Caulfield would be able to do the same. I also think that uh, with the pandemic, and this is again, uh, that maybe his 30 goals are a little inflated to what a regular season in the NCAA maybe. would have been. Maybe. And, and I, I think that there's something to that. And I think yeah, there's... But you know what? He shot the puck and he's beat those goalies. He can, yes, only, he uh, can only score in front of who's in, in front of him. Oh, no. I'm not... Again, I'm not taking... I just, I, I just think 40 is a big number. I think 40 is a lot to ask for. And I know because I know that you're even keeping it down from 40 because there's people that think that he's going to score 65 a year. I think, you know, maybe I'm backing up the truck a little too much, or maybe I'm hitting it right on the spot. And, and you know what, next year in an 82 game schedule, he makes the Montreal Canadians and he scores 49 goals. Who knows? Neither of us can project, but I still think that there's still a lot for a young goal scorer because he's going to also have to earn the playing time. He's going to have to get out on the ice. He's going to have to find chemistry with the right player out on the ice and he's going to have to be able to uh, deal with NHL goalies. He's never dealt with an NHL goalie. He's dealing with NCAA goalies. He's dealt with AHL goalies. NHL goalies are just that much better. And how much better is it? Is a shot or his ability? It's going to get better a little bit, but the jump from an AHL goalie to an NHL goalie, there's a big jump there and a huge jump from NCAA. I just, NHL goalies will be able to make a save on a, on a Muslim or not give a rebound that, that just sitting there for him to pounce on. So I, I, I just think you have to take back. And if you're going to be acquiring and you get a, one of your draft picks becoming a 30 goal scorer, Hey, if he scores 28, that's an incredible number for anybody in the national hockey league. All right. What do you want to do next? So anyways, I just want to throw that out there. Uh, by the way, uh, I want people to comment to tell us what you think and how many goals you think Cole Caulfield will reach at some point in his career. At some point, you think he'll get 50? Uh, you could uh, tweet directly at Mitch Y. Gallo, Sean R. Campbell. Uh, do, do you want to finish with Angry Gallo? Is that how you whatever feel? You, whatever you want. We could do it right now. It's, it's, I don't know how, you, how you're feeling. You got those shades. I feel like you're, you're in the mood. No, I am in the mood. I don't know. All people right. have been requesting Angry Gallo. They've been asking, where's he been? Well, where has it? Where has Angry Gallo been? He's been working on his own beer, the Angry Gallo Ale, uh, that for starters. But I don't know. I've been happy lately because we've had hockey. Um, you know, things have been good. We've had sports. I, I went a year without sports. But, Sean, I'm now angry again. Angry Gallo is back in the house. I'll tell you why. Why? I am so fed up of the pile-on aspect of playing for Montreal sports teams. I think enough is enough. And we're starting to see it again with Jonathan Drouin. I can't count the amount of times I hear people talk about Pacioretty's goal totals in Vegas. When Pacioretty was here, everybody wanted Pacioretty out of town. All they talked about was trading him. He's soft. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. He doesn't go to the net. He doesn't hit. And guess what? Pacioretty now is one of the top goal scorers in the entire NHL because he hooked up with Mark Stone, a pretty good player. They have chemistry, and now Pacioretty's performing. But history repeats itself. Okay, so everybody could want Jonathan Joy traded. And, and this is not a defense of Jonathan Joy and the way he's played, by the way. 
because I don't think Jonathan Joy has played well by any stretch of the imagination. I just hate the fact that in this city, we always pick out one guy and shit on him constantly. And when Drouin leaves the Montreal Canadiens, if he does, if he gets traded, guess what? Somebody else is going to be the target. I can go down the line. It always moves on to somebody else. Before Drouin, it was Pacioretty. Before Pacioretty, it was David DeArnais. Before David DeArnais, it was Scott Gomez. Before Scott Gomez, it was Patrice Brisebois. Before Patrice Brisebois, it was Pierre Turgeon. Before Pierre Turgeon, it was Patrick Waugh. And I'm sure people could comment below that before that, before my lifetime watching the Canadians, there was other guys that were always picked on, whether it was deserved or not. Give the guy room to breathe. Give him a chance to succeed. And the thing that bothers me is even if he gets traded, history tells us we could probably try to find somebody, circle them, and they're going to be the next hire of the Montreal Canadiens fan base. Sean, I'm completely fed up of it because we've seen it for the last 20 years enough is enough it's time for a change it's uh the expectations of the city of montreal when you have that many championships over that long and you haven't had as many and i i I know that there's been expansion and more teams and uh years of not making the playoffs you there's frustrations that land on the savior on the one that's supposed to be your top player. Gomez comes in with a big contract. Patrick Breezewell, when he came, he had that $4 million contract, which was huge for a defenseman at the time. And I think it does equate to money. Uh, Max Pacioretty, the top goal scorer on the team, but when in the playoffs showed up, he had one goal in a seven game series. And that's not enough when you score 35 in the regular season, Jonathan Drouin shows up in Montreal, gets a contract right away. He's traded for a top 10 pick. At that press conference, he's like, I could take the pressure. I'm looking forward to it. And then when he struggles, people look around and say, well, that guy said he could take the pressure and carry the team. And the power play is no good because it's, it, it just the, the pressure and the correlation, you can equate it to money. You can equate it to expectations. You can equate it to bravado if you want to get into a Patrick Waugh, right? There, there, there's always something there. Uh, you know, and I know that you... You can do it on uh, on Jonathan Drouin. You can get into this conversation about Carey Price if you want. Yeah. The, the, the moment, Mitch, you and I, we work together post-game every single Montreal Canadiens game. A game that Carey Price lets in four to five goals is different than a game that Carey Price lets in one or two. Sure. And people are waiting for him to fail, which I any, guess is, is, any is part of the goal, reason why I get mad. Any bad goal is highlighted when you make a certain amount of money and someone will say, you have to save that because you make that much money. Now, now let's bring it back to Jonathan Drouin. You cannot score two goals if you're making that much money. See, to, to me, it's a combination of things. It's more than just the money. It's the fact that he was traded for a it's former a part of top it. pick who's yeah, of course it's part of it, but it's a combination of things. He was traded for a heck of a good player in Mikhail Sergachev. Um, he was uh, immediately thrown into the spotlight as a, a francophone player playing for the Montreal Canadiens. And look, I can't deny the fact he hasn't performed. It's the pylon, Sean, that I can't stand. Criticism is fair. And if he doesn't perform, it's okay to say this guy's not performing up to the level that he can. But I think when you're constantly just ripping the guy to shreds on things that 
look, we can go back to the game against Toronto. And the goal that the Leafs scored, the error was made by Toffoli. But Jonathan Drouin, for some reason, is the player getting thrown under the bus. And me saying that is not criticizing Toffoli. It's looking at that individual play. And I realize maybe Jonathan Drouin could have back-checked harder. But the fault was on Toffoli. But since people are mad at Drouin and they're happy with Toffoli because he's performed, they shit on Drouin. I just, I, I, I don't feel it helps the situation at all to pile on a player. And I just know it's going to shift to somebody else when Drouin is no longer part of the Montreal Canadiens organization. Let the guy breathe. It's really hard to perform when you're being strangled. Good to have you back, Angry Gallo. Angry Gallo's back, baby. Pick up your Angry Gallo at LaBrosse. LaBrosse.com, 133 LaBrosse in Point Claire. Also, one of our uh, proud uh, sponsors is Wolfpacks.ca. Wolfpacks.ca. It's a su- subscription base for your dog. You have a dog, you have a puppy. Just check it out. Wolfpacks.ca. Everything will be explained to you. Get a little package each and every month. Uh, I know that Vader loved his package. I know that Freddie with Dave Trenadui loved his package. Uh, one theme was hockey. One theme is travel. Every month is something different from toys, from treats to food uh, to, you know, uh, whatever you think a dog needs, it's going to be in that package and you get one a month and it's a surprise. It's not a surprise for you. It's a surprise for your puppy at wolfpacks.ca. Mitch? Woof, woof. Woof, woof. All right. Uh, Mitch, it is a time. Look, I've been doing a lot of these, these uh, pop quizzes. Have I not? Sure have. Yeah. I feel like a, sometimes my brain stops working and I, I, you know, it just needs to shut down. But this is the problem. So coming up with the pop quiz brought to you by Cunningham's Pub, it makes your brain work and try and figure out what's a good question what do you think that they could come up with you don't want it too hard you don't want it too difficult but you want you know thought process so by me not doing one i've realized it's going to make my brain work harder because now you're going to do one to me all right here we go sean are you ready for my pop quiz question to you yes can i use pen and paper or do i need it uh it's up to you okay there's seven on the list seven okay i can count to seven all right this week Sidney Crosby picked up his 150th three-point game Okay, in the regular season. Mm -hmm. 150 three-point games in the regular season. That ranks him number eight all-time for three-point games with one team, who are the seven ahead of Sidney Crosby. Now, I'll preface this by saying mm-hmm. it's with one team. Doesn't mean the player only played for one team. No, I got but it. But it's three-point games with one team. Three-point games with one team. Uh, uh, Name the seven players ahead of Sidney Crosby. Uh, 100% Mario Lemieux has got to be on that list. Mario Lemieux is number two. At 272 uh, three-point games. Yeah. Uh, Wayne with Edmonton's got to be on that list. Wayne, if you only looked at his stats with the Edmonton Oilers, ranks number one mm-hmm. with almost 30 more three-point games than Mario Lemieux, who sits at number two. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put Mike Bossy. 
Mike Bossy is your first incorrect answer. Okay. No, he only now no, I and here's you're the kind thing. of on the, the only, right wavelength yeah. with Bossy. Okay. As uh probably the, the link to Bossy is the most difficult one to get. Is, then that would be LaFontaine? No. Okay. I just thinking that. Uh okay. Um maybe Trache then. Trottier is probably the most difficult one to get. He actually okay. is tied with Crosby. They both have 150. Okay, so your your bossy clue gave me Trottier. Yes. Now, okay. I think the other ones are all obtainable players. Okay. Uh, there's two that you haven't watched, but they're very, very, very famous players. Bobby and Orr? Then, uh, nope. No, Bobby Orr and doesn't then, have over 150? Okay. No. And then the other two played in our generation. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, if, if Gretzky got it, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious if Yari Curry got it. Yari Curry, not a correct answer. Okay. No, I think you might be thinking a little bit too hard. Am I? I don't think it's as uh, difficult as you're making it seem. For the three point games, 150. With one team. With one team. Oh, yes. Joe, Joe Thornton. Joe Thornton is not correct really i was just thinking of yes. games played on that one mm-hmm. and with the sharks okay so that's why i thought when you said it was easy it was just easy to to light it up that way no i'm saying easy um think uh, all-time points list yeah it's easy all right uh marcel remember Dion? two two you didn't watch and two you did marcel, marcel Dion. Dion is a correct answer. Marcel Dion, 153 three-point games with the LA Kings. Okay. So now um, you're missing three. I'm missing two that three. you saw, two that you saw, one that you didn't. And two that I saw and one that I didn't. Uh, three-point games over 150 in their career. See, like I want to, I want to throw the Forsberg and the Bray, but man, they're, they're just kind of like Mike Bossy. If Mike Bossy didn't, I don't think that they did because they didn't play enough games. Uh, so I have to kind of go over in the, um in the thousand games what about uh mark messier mark messier is also incorrect okay and and uh yager's got to be there but what team did he no unfortunately for yager i think too many teams eh? a little too much yeah i think this he he definitely has over 150 three-point games but that's that's not with not with just pittsburgh pittsburgh would probably be the closest for yager Mm. oh I i would guess stevie why Steve Eiserman coming in at number three, 172 three-point games with Detroit. Joe Sackett yeah. uh, coming in also at 158 games crossed between uh, Quebec and Colorado. You know when you just you, you hit a team and you're like, okay, those are the answers. Like if I thought now, of it four minutes ago, I would have said it right away. The moment Steve Eiserman's name came out, I, I knew he was the right answer, and I knew Joe Sackett was the right answer. So now it's a guy no, that you're I, just missing one. So and you're saying you're that only he, missing one. I know, but you're saying a guy that I didn't see play. You've never seen him play. I never. So you were going into the 70s. So it's got to be Phil Esposito. No. Mm. Is it Guy? No. Okay, because I saw Guy, you know. That's why, that's why I didn't think it was Guy. Um, so it's got to be... Am I going past the 70s? You're, uh, you're looking at original six era. Okay, so is it uh, Jean Beliveau, the Rocket? Change, change team. You're, you're, now, you're now in the right era. Okay. Wrong team. 
It's only five other teams, Campbell. Bobby Hall? Nope. So the wrong team again. Johnny Busick? The wrong team again. <laughs> is, it, is it not a Leaf? It's not a Leaf. Wrong so, team again. So it's a Ranger? It's not a Ranger. Wrong team again. What, what, what original six team did I not hit there? Well, you've said five of them. I said Montreal, Toronto, Chicago. Oh, Detroit. Oh, it's Gordy. Oh, I'm an idiot. It's Gordy. <laughs> how did I get? How, how did I get Stevie Y? <laughs> how did I get Stevie Y and not think of Gordy Howe? I don't know. I Me thought neither. Gordy. I thought Gordy would be an easy one. Again, no, no, Gordy. Recap. Gordy. I. I just. And I was like, I said Steve Eisman. I should have just said Gordy Howe. And I went Steve yeah. Eisman and Joe Sackick. And then I forgot about Detroit <laughs> again. And then I forgot Correct. Detroit existed. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of the original six. Again, to recap, most three-point games with one team in NHL history. Gretzky, 301 with Edmonton. Lemieux, 272 with the Penguins. Steve Eiserman, 172 with Detroit. Gordie Howe, 161 with Detroit. Joe Sackick, 158 with Colorado slash Quebec. Marcel Dion, 153 with LA. Crosby, 150 with Pittsburgh. And Trotsky, 150 with the New York Islanders. I told you my brain wasn't working. <laughs> I struggled there. I struggled. I like that question, though. That was At least good. you got Trotsky. Yeah. Well, that, that was the one you gave me a clue with. And then you, had me whittle, then you had me whittle down to the most famous Detroit Red Wing ever. And I said it 12 minutes after this started. <laughs> <laughs> now I realize why I do the pop quizzes and you do the answers. Cheers. Peace. Well, how's that for your entertainment value? They've done their job very, very well. Awesome! No, 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 no. Come on! VBF!